Welcome to the Danny Picard Show on the Podcast One Network, Thursday, September 12th, 2019. As always, from the Beantown USA studio, Beantown USA is Boston's home for customized screen printing and embroidery. Get more information on their website, BeantownUSA.com. On today's show, by now, you all know about the Antonio Brown rape accusation And for the first time, I will be sharing my thoughts on that. Uh, The last time I talked to you, we were just reacting to Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots. And I was talking about how I thought there was an elaborate scheme that drew Rosenhaus, maybe the mastermind behind this scheme, to get Antonio Brown out of Oakland and to New England, knowing that the Patriots and Drew Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown kind of talked about this. Even going back to when the Patriots tried to trade for Antonio Brown with the when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers wouldn't send him to the Patriots because they didn't want to trade him to a rival like the Patriots. So um, it's been a crazy week on the Antonio Brown front, and for the first time today, I will share my thoughts on this rape accusation, and I will tell you what I think the Patriots should do here moving forward. Uh, But it's a fluid situation. There's more information that continues to come out. So I will react to it all. And of course, I will get you ready for week two in the NFL with Picks Picks. I will give you five games against the spread to close out the show. So stick around for that. I will also be joined over the phone today by Adam Burns. Adam Burns is a sportsbook manager at BetOnline. And as you know, we have a partnership with BetOnline. Throughout the NFL season at Podcast One, Adam discussed the lines right now in the NFL season and for Week Two, and also talked about uh, you know some of the odds on the favorite to win the Super Bowl and how Antonio Brown's, I guess you could say, questionable status here moving forward, how that affects the sports books. But uh, Adam Burns, as part of our partnership with Bet Online, he joined me over the phone. We actually talked yesterday on Wednesday, so I will play that conversation for you. I'll play that actually after I give you Picks Picks. I'll play that conversation to close out the show, but make sure you stick around for that because he does have some interesting things to say, not just about the Patriots and how the sports books are uh, handling all this Antonio Brown stuff, but also he talks about a couple games in Week 2 that uh, there's some big money coming in on a couple teams, and it's not necessarily the Patriots. So uh, if you want some gambling advice from him, make sure you stick around for that. All of it today presented by BetOnline. Go to BetOnline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Get involved in all the action by signing up for a free BetOnline account right now and use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus That's promo code PODCAST1 at betonline.ag to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. And all the spreads that you hear me give on this show are from betonline.ag. And for the second straight year, we have the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge. And it's going strong. Check out the standings after week one at podcast1sportsnet.com. That's podcast1sportsnet.com. I am going up against people like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Adam Carolla, Shaquille O'Neal, Chael Sonnen. I'm going up against all these guys. And in my week one picks for the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, it's just money line. It's just straight up winners. I went four and one. 
So I'm in second place in that contest. Uh, and my picks for week two in the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge, I'll give them to you right now. Carolina over Tampa Bay. Baltimore over Arizona. Houston over Jacksonville. Kansas City over Oakland. And New England over Miami. Keep in mind, these are not with the spread. And keep in mind, these picks are not picks picks. I will give those later on against the spread. This is just for the Podcast One Sportsnet Challenge. Bet Online, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. BetOnline.ag. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. Play for free at DraftKings.com or on the DraftKings app by using promo code PICK, P-I-C. That's promo code PICK, P-I-C. And you can play for free this Sunday in the $1.75 million play action contest $1.7 $1.7 million in total prizes with 100000 going to first place. And again, play for free by signing up right now with promo code PICK, P-I-C, promo code PICK, P-I-C, at DraftKings.com. So welcome to the show on this Thursday, September 12th. And uh, the story's Antonio Brown. The story's Antonio Brown. Last time I talked to you, I was telling you, how I thought Drew Rosenhaus, Bill Belichick, and Antonio Brown had talked about this move for Antonio Brown to get out of Oakland somehow and sign with the Patriots. I told you that's the only thing that makes sense because it was either one of two things. Either the Patriots lost their goddamn minds by signing this guy who seemed to be a different type of crazy during that Oakland Raiders training camp. Patriots either lost their goddamn minds or... This was an elaborate scheme. This was a plan. Rosenhaus, Belichick, Antonio Brown, they had a plan. Get out of Pittsburgh, then get out of Oakland, because Pittsburgh wouldn't trade you to New England, so then you got to get out of Oakland, but you know you're going to the Patriots. That's why you celebrate losing out on $30 guaranteed as you run around your backyard. As that video that went viral of Antonio Brown running around his backyard, running around his in-ground pool shirtless, celebrating losing out on 30 mil. The only way all of this stuff made sense, as I told you on Monday's podcast, was that the only way it made sense was if this was a plan. Well, outside of that plan, okay, we, there's, a, there's, a whole new, there's a whole new situation regarding Antonio Brown. As you all know by now, as you all know by now, Antonio Brown has been accused of rape. We found out on, what, Tuesday, Tuesday night, that his former trainer has accused him of rape on three separate occasions in 2017 and in 2018. It's a civil lawsuit. Uh, Since that report came out, since that news came out on Tuesday, the Patriots have released a statement. The statement reads, quote, We are aware of the civil lawsuit that was filed earlier today against Antonio Brown, as well as the response by Antonio's representatives. We take these allegations very seriously. Under no circumstance does this organization condone sexual violence or assault. The league has informed us that they will be investigating. We will have no further comment while that investigation takes place. End quote. That's the Patriots' statement that was sent out earlier this week after this news broke. Antonio Brown's lawyer, his representatives, released a strong denial. They announced they are filing a countersuit. The woman who was accusing Antonio Brown of rape on three separate occasions. Her name, Brittany Taylor. She is meeting with the NFL next week. After she gets married this weekend. 
after she gets married this weekend, she's going to visit and meet with the NFL. Videos and text messages have all been released here, and they're going to continue to be released, I can only assume. And these videos and text messages, at least most of them that I've seen on social media, they are trying to paint a picture and describe this situation as a money grab. And that Antonio Brown didn't do this. Here are videos to show that that they were close, they were friendly, and maybe even a little more than friendly, and it was consensual. And uh, this is a money grab. Not only are they trying to prove this with videos and text messages, but also Drew Rosenhaus is going on ESPN. Rosenhaus was on ESPN yesterday, on Wednesday, and he actually said those words, this is a money grab. That's how they're portraying this. That's how they're describing this. Also yesterday, on Wednesday, a day after they released the statement, the Patriots obviously had practice. Wednesday's a big media day for NFL teams, especially the Patriots. The coach talks, the quarterback talks, the media's in the locker room. And Antonio Brown actually practiced for the first time with the Patriots yesterday on Wednesday. He was on the field. They showed him stretching in full pads, wearing a helmet. Um, at this point, we're so far beyond what type of helmet he was wearing. So don't even, people are tweeting that out like, oh, what helmet's he got on? Who gives a shit what helmet he has on at this point? Okay. Um, so Antonio Brown practiced for the first time. Patriots have to answer questions. Bill Belichick does the press conference where he gives you nothing. He, you know, he refers to the statement. He says, we sent out a statement. We sent out a statement. You had a little back and forth with the media, which was kind of, it was kind of comical, actually. It, and I'll play you a, a, a quick bit from this. This is the end of the Belichick press conference in which he actually opened the press conference talking about the Dolphins. <laughs> like, and I don't want to laugh at the situation because, again, we're, we're all caught in this in this storyline, and and it's like, what's the first thing you hear from everybody? Well, we got to take these accusations seriously. And by now, we can stop saying that. I think we all know that. We have to take these type of accusations seriously. I think that's just obvious at this point, okay? Belichick, they send this this statement out, and he comes out, he, he opens with the Dolphins, but this is how it ends. There's a reporter grilling him saying you didn't really answer questions, and Belichick says, actually, I did. Here's Bill Belichick to end the press conference yesterday. Can you tell us at all what Antonio Brown has said to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm done with that, okay? Anything else on Miami? Any other questions? Can you explain what you mean you're done with it? I mean, we're just trying to find out if he said anything to you about his position and about the allegations. Yeah, I just answered that question. Well, actually, you did. Actually, I did. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Actually, I did. Um, I mean, he didn't really answer anything. But that's normal, typical Bill Belichick, even when it looks like the sky has fallen. Bill Belichick refers to the statement, says, hey, we sent out a statement, and that's that. You know? We're letting them do the investigation. We're letting this thing play out. We have nothing else to say on it. Even if you ask me questions... You know, my answers are simple. We sent the statement out. I mean, that's just Bill Belichick. That's that. That's a, what we saw yesterday from Bill Belichick is exactly what we've seen from him. 99.9% of the times, even when the sky looks like it's fallen down in Foxborough. But that's where we stand. That's where we stand. They asked the Patriots some questions, too. I get some audio from that. 
and one specific audio clip that I'm going to play you, which kind of, you know, brings it all brings it all together for me to ask a couple questions here because I mean, there's questions that, like, when it comes to the analysis of this whole situation, right? How we analyze it. Someone like myself who gets on here all the time and wants to talk football. I get on here on a Thursday, you know, beginning of a Patriots season. I want to give you my picks. I want to talk football. Um, I, 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 I want to not talk about rape accusations, especially when it comes to a, a controversial figure that we're still trying to figure out if this is the right move for an organization. It's just, you don't want to talk about rape accusations. It's not what, it's not what someone like myself signs up for. Okay. Um, unfortunately we've had to do that in a couple different instances in professional sports the last couple of years, especially, you know, some things in the NFL, you know, not just rape accusations, but, um, you know, domestic violence situations. We've had to talk about some uncomfortable shit. And while we have to talk about this uncomfortable shit, which obviously, again, I think we, we know we, you got to take it, you know, you got to be sensitive to this stuff and the information that's out there and the accusations that are thrown out there. But I do think that most of the time, we never really have the truth. Like, we're trying to analyze something that we just don't have the facts on. And as much as each side wants to come out, and accuse someone of this, and accuse someone of that, and file countersuits, and say, you know, here's a strong denial, here's proof that this never happened, well, no, here's proof that it did happen, we want to, we can try to analyze all that shit all we want, we're never going to have the truth, and with this Antonio Brown stuff, again, he practiced on Sunday with the Patriots, and people are asking the question, well, is he going to play in Miami, I'm sitting here just asking the question, are we ever even going to get the truth on this situation? The league's going to run an investigation. They're going to meet with this girl next week. Are they going to put Antonio Brown on the commissioner's exempt list? I mean, I'm recording this on Thursday morning. Who knows? By the time this thing it gets out to you, maybe he's already been placed on the commissioner's exempt list. I have no idea. I actually think that that might be, you know, if, if you're the Patriots, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to be put on the commissioner's exempt list. I don't think. Because... You know, then, it, then it's like, hey, it's not our decision. Like, the league, we told you, we're going to let the league do their investigation. They've taken it into their own hands. They're going to put them on the exempt list, and we're going to go on and play football. Like, for the Patriots and the organization that the Patriots are, where they're trying to focus on football, it's tough to focus on football when you've got a guy in the locker room who's a controversial figure anyways, whose signing was extremely controversial, who's an extraordinary talent, and it's going to help your team. You get this guy in the locker room, though, that is forcing Patriots players to have to answer questions about rape accusations. How the hell are you going to focus on football? Or at least, it's very difficult to focus on football with this circus running through your locker room at Gillette Stadium right now. And so I think it might even be in the Patriots' best interest if the league did put Antonio Brown on this commission is exemplist. And don't tell me, you know, I know Belichick says, well, we've never used the term Patriot way. That's you guys. We use the term Patriot way. Yeah, we might have created that term, but the definition of the Patriot way is, is what is everything that we've seen in the Patriots organization over the years. 
And part of the Patriot way is taking players who have issues with other teams and making it work here. Now, for the most part, Antonio Brown's Patriot way attitude is being tested because I haven't seen anything really on social media from him. But this would be a perfect time for him to vent on social media, which you would assume he'd be doing if he was in the Oakland organization or even if he was still in Pittsburgh. You'd assume he'd be talking about this stuff on social media. He's not doing it right now, which means he's kind of buying into the Patriot way. I I guess. But the Patriot way is also do your job, focus on football, ignore the noise, All of these things that we use to define the Patriot way, sure, Bill Belichick didn't come up with that that phrase to describe it, but the description that we all give of it, the definition of the Patriot way, is, is what the Patriots have given us, what they've shown us. These are facts. The Patriot way is not fake. It's not, it's not created by the media. It's not a media creation. It's real. But under that Patriot way definition, under that Patriot way premise, What's going on right now with the Patriots, it's extremely hard for the other players to, to, to go about their business under the premise of the Patriot way when you ask questions about rape accusations for a player that you don't even really know. And accusations that everybody, including players on that team, will never know what the truth is. We will never know what the truth is. We never will. We will never know what the truth is with this situation. So yeah, we gotta be we gotta be sensitive to it, obviously, obviously. But we'll never know what the truth is. We'll never know what really happened. And you could send out videos of Antonio Brown laying in a bed in his underwear with this girl, where they're smiling and laughing. But I mean, at the end, what does that prove? She was his trainer. So when you train someone, I, I'm I'm sure there's massages. You know you. You're getting down in your in, in your underwear and and you know this physical contact that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything. Like I so I think you got to take these accusations seriously, but you also have to look at it. And there are questions on the other side too. Like she's getting married this weekend, and this is when she's coming out with this. Uh, it's only a civil lawsuit. Um, and. You know, I, I think there's, there's questions on both sides. We're always going to have those questions. So are the Patriots. So are Patriots teammates now of Antonio Brown. And, and you know, the next question is going to be, when did the Patriots know about this? Right? When did they know about this? Because Drew Rosenhaus was on SportsCenter, and he made it sound like they knew this was coming. But when did they know this was coming? Did they know this was coming, you know, but before he signed with the Patriots? And if they knew, did they tell the Patriots? Did the Patriots know? According to Adam Schefter, ESPN, the Patriots were caught by surprise. The NFL was caught by surprise. Both the NFL and the Patriots were caught by surprise. Rosenhaus says on ESPN, he was not caught by surprise. But did he tell the Patriots? Did he find out just after they signed with the Patriots? I, like, there's so many questions here. We're never going to get the real answers to these questions. Do people understand that? We can yell back and forth at each other and try to come up with ways to figure this out. We can say, oh, you got to be sensitive. Oh, you're not being sensitive enough. Oh, this is a money grab. We can yell back and forth at each other all we want. We're never going to find out. We're never going to know the truth. 
Here's Rosenhaus on SportsCenter being asked a question and then talking about them, him, and Antonio Brown expecting to hear this news. The moment you learned about this, what specifically did you say to your client? The moment I learned about the lawsuit, um, Antonio and I uh, have been unfortunately anticipating uh, this possibility. Um, And what I want to emphasize is that Antonio takes these allegations very seriously. He is a loving father of five children, including a daughter. I myself am a father, uh, and I have two children, two daughters that I love very much along with my wife. I wouldn't be doing this interview if I didn't believe Antonio. These allegations are false. Uh, He denies every one of them. Uh, I am very confident that his legal team uh, has facts that will prove this. Um, All we can ask for is that people keep in mind that this is a civil matter. This is not a criminal matter. This is a civil case right now, and there's a procedure. I've been an NFL agent for 30 years, and my concern is that people judge Antonio without knowing the facts. The moment right, there you go. There's uh, Drew Rosenhaus on SportsCenter talking about this. Um, and, you know, he says that they, they, they knew this was going to come out. Like, they get tipped off, obviously, before this thing comes out. What, but my question is, when did the Patriots know? When did the Patriots know? When did the Patriots find out? And that's an important question. That's an important question. Because if the Patriots knew this was coming, again, whether whether you want to believe Antonio Brown or believe the girl, I, you know, I just don't think you're ever going to find out what the, what the truth is. I just really don't think we're ever going to know. But if you're the Patriots, you knew about the circus that was Antonio Brown in the first place before any of this stuff came out. If you were told about this before you signed him, I don't think you can just get rid of Antonio Brown right now. Because I think then you're doing, you're doing the kid wrong. Especially if he didn't do it. It's like, well, wait a minute. If you knew about this and then, you know, this got a little too crazy for you and then you cut him, you're basically, you're basically accusing Antonio Brown of rape. Are you not? If you knew about the accusations and then you cut him? I mean... That's why this is important, whether or not they knew. Now, if they didn't know, and there's a circus at Gillette Stadium, and Belichick's got to send out statements, and he's got to deal with uh, Byron Barnett for local news reporters, you know, that guy Byron Barnett that shows up and asks these questions all the time. Um, you know, you got you got Matthew Slater having to answer questions on this. Like, I'm going to play that. I have some audio here that's just it's awkward to listen to. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Patriots players that are going to answer questions on this right now. If you didn't know about this, and now this is all coming at you, and there's a circus, then if you're the Patriots, I do think you can cut ties with Antonio Brown if you didn't know about it. Because you could say, this is, and this is nothing to do with Tim, this is us. This is the Patriot way. Like, do your job. Focus, we're on to Miami. It's been very tough for this team to focus on Miami with this circus in town. It is. Whether he did it or not, we, we, we don't, we're focused on something else, okay? You didn't tell us about this, I, and you knew about it, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And there's a way for us to get out of this. 
I need to know if the Patriots knew it or not. Not so I can judge the Patriots and and what their morals are and, and you know, um, because at the end of the day, it's a professional sports organization that's try to, trying to win games and make money. And and whether you like that or not, that's just the reality of it. I'm not here. I'm, I'm not. Again, Antonio Brown, maybe he didn't do it. Maybe it's ridiculous. But I need to know if the Patriots knew about these accusations. Because the question now is, how do the Patriots handle this? How should they handle this? Should they hold on to him? Should they just get rid of him? Well, if they didn't know about it, and this circus is becoming a little too much, which I think it is becoming a little too much, because I'm watching all this yesterday, and I'm uh, last night. You know, I'm thinking about how am I going to even like how am I even how am I going to address this? Like, what am I going to? What if he didn't do it? You know what I mean? What if this is a money grab? But what if he did do it? <laughs> like that craziness that we talked about, that different type of crazy. You read a text message from Antonio Brown. Not the smartest guy in the world. Right? Not, not really a smart dude. Nobody today should be reading text messages. You don't have to call him a rapist, but you certainly should not be calling Antonio Brown a smart dude. He's not, not the smartest dude in the world. Not even close. All right? Um, But I'm, I'm trying to just sit back, I'm listening to everybody argue about it, and I'm going, wow, you can argue what you want, we're never going to know the truth. So how, if you're the Patriots, how do you handle this if you're never going to know the truth? The only way you can handle it is based on what you knew before you signed them, I think. So that's why it's an important question. Because handling it moving forward, I think, you want to get into from you know morals and from a moral standpoint, moving forward, if you're the Patriots, obviously, if he ends up being, like, not just accused, but it's proven that he did it, which I don't think you're ever going to be able to prove that. But if you do get to a point where it is proven, then obviously you cut ties on him, obviously. Um, but I don't think we're ever going to get to that point where we're ever going to even know. So the question becomes, did the Patriots know about the accusations before they signed him? Because if they knew, they can't cut him. They can't cut him. I think they'd be doing the kid wrong at that point. But if they didn't know, and now this circus is a little too much, they go to Rosenhaus and say, wait a minute, dude. Come on now. Come on now. What did we say here? We talked about the Patriot way. We know, we get it. Antonio Brown, he's not posting on social media right now, and that's good. But also part of the Patriot way is this do-your-job mentality, is this on-to-Miami week, we're on-to-the-next-week mentality, on-to-the-next-game. Focus on the game. Do your job. Focus. Ignore the noise. It's tough for everybody to ignore the noise. You didn't tell us this was happening. So, we can't, we're not going to put up with this. We're not. We told you. If anything happens, it's over. And right now, something's going on. Whether he did it or not. You, you knew about this accusation. You didn't tell us. See you later. We, we just, we're just moving on. So, I, I think you could handle it like that if you didn't know. But did they know? I don't know. I don't know that we'll ever know that the Patriots knew. There's so much shit that we're never going to know. So it's almost pointless to sit here and argue about it. But I'm trying to think, how am I, How do I even feel? Like, you got to be sensitive to it. But I'm also sensitive to the fact that maybe this is a money grab. And maybe this guy, like John Gruden said, is misunderstood. And, you know, 
maybe we shouldn't ruin someone's life if if an accusation isn't true, but I'm listening to the Patriots have to answer this shit, have to answer questions about this shit. And I'm going, what are we doing here? I guess my ultimate reaction is I sit back and think about how do how should I react to this? How do I feel about this? Simplifying it the Patriot way. I've been in that Patriots locker room during controversies, uh, during stories in which questions, difficult, awkward questions needed to be asked to guys on the team who really didn't have anything to do with the situation that was being asked about, but it's got to be asked because you need that reaction from teammates. I've been in that room as a reporter. In those, you know, media sessions where you're surrounding a player's locker, He's standing there after practice, hands on his hips, head down, trying to say all the right things, which is also part of the Patriot way. This is just so difficult to ignore, so difficult to say the right thing. But it's also at the same time, I'm watching it all going, this is so unnecessary. And if Antonio Brown didn't do this, then then maybe it's not his fault. But what if you just never signed this guy in the first place? I just asked myself, like, what are we doing here? Matthew Slater's media session on Wednesday was the moment where I sat back and thought to myself, just get rid of this guy. That was the moment. Again, I go back to asking myself the question from a moral standpoint, you know, like, if you were man-to-man talking to Bill Belichick, like, hey, did you know about this? Did you? And if he was like, well, yeah, we did, but we, we they gave us all the info. We thought it was bullshit, and, and it's just a civil case, and we figured we could go about business, um, and and he would continue to be able to play, and, and, and we'd end up being fine, and this thing would get dropped, and, and we'd be fine. But we knew about it. Like, if he said that, like, to a man, I'd say, well, you can't cut him now. You knew about it. You knew about this. If you cut him, I mean, there's that part of cutting Antonio Brown now in which you're saying not only is this a circus, but also we might think, you know, maybe he's guilty of this. Like, this part, and, and even if you don't believe that, people will take it like that. If you knew about it, you're doing the kid wrong if you cut him now, I think. If you didn't know about it, though, like if you ask Bill Belichick to a man, like, did you know about this? He's like, no, we had no idea. Drew Rosenhaus is a snake. We we know how he operates. He needed somewhere to go. He knew we had this agreement. And he, he didn't want to lose that agreement because, you know, the plan was for Antonio to act crazy, to get out of Oakland, to do crazy things. And once they did that, then they found out this was coming down on him. And they hit it because they didn't want us to, to reconsider and not bring him in because they didn't know who else would bring him in. So they knew they, need, they needed him to go somewhere. And he was ready to buy into the Patriot way. And they didn't tell us. He was being a snake. He didn't tell us. We had no idea. We got blindsided by this. And now it's a complete circus and we don't know what to do. You know what I would say to Bill Belichick then? I'd say cut his ass right now. Cut him. It's not worth it. You don't need to know whether he's guilty, not guilty. Just, just, just know that when that decision, you know, when you get closer to 
knowing all the facts, he won't even be with you. You won't have to answer questions about it again. Because this isn't going anywhere. If you didn't know about it, you can get rid of him. But I'm, you know, the moment I sat back and thought, just cut, just cut him. Just, just move on. Get back to football. Is when Matthew Slater had to stand there in front of his locker on Wednesday and talk about this. Because, and Matthew Slater is one of the most intelligent people that you will ever meet in your entire life. He is. He's a team captain. Uh, special teams guy. He, is, he seems to be as good a dude like you, you couldn't create a nicer young man. Right? Like that's, that's Matthew Slater. He's like the perfect fucking person. Right? If you were to create someone, you'd be like, Matthew Slater. That's who we're creating. Just as smart as they come, as nice as they come. Um, and he's a leader. He's a captain. He's somebody that answers the questions when they're asked in that locker room, even though it has, it has nothing to do with him, to defend teammates. You know, this is... Slater is your guy. And for Matthew Slater... As intelligent as he is, as smart as anyone could be, when you have to stand there and go, when you have to stand there, be asked about rape accusations, and you say, well, I have to be, I'm very sensitive to the topic, you know, very sensitive to these accusations. Take these very seriously. But... We have to focus on the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. I get that's the Patriot way. I get that's what he has to say. He has to say both of those things in the same sentence. But do you realize, even from the most intelligent human, or one of the most intelligent humans on the face of the earth, one of the nicest guys on the face of the earth, one of the best captains and leaders on the face of the earth, don't you realize that even when that comes out of that person's mouth, it sounds ridiculous and stupid oh yeah we have to take take rape accusations seriously however however we need to go play football against the dolphins on sunday so we need to focus on that do you get what i'm saying like it just doesn't really match up with each other like well if you're gonna take rape accusations seriously i don't know something would tell me that maybe you have to put a football game against the Miami Dolphins behind you for a little bit. Um, It's just a position that Matthew Slater shouldn't have to be in. When you're putting an intelligent person like Matthew Slater, a captain and a leader like Matthew Slater in position to have no choice but to give an answer that sounds ridiculous, that's on the organization. The organization put Matthew Slater in a spot where he had to say this yesterday. Here's Slater standing in front of the media. Was this before practice or after practice? It doesn't matter. It was in front of his locker, in the locker room, the Patriots locker room. He's got his hands behind his back. He's got his head down. He's trying so hard to say the right things here. He's rehearsed it. He's practiced it. He, he knows what to say. But yet, even still, it sounds 
ridiculous. Here is Matthew Slater being put in position to answer the tough questions on rape accusations on Antonio Brown, a guy he probably hasn't even talked to yet. And he has to answer questions on this. Here's Matthew Slater. First, I'll say certainly don't want to minimize the seriousness of a situation like this. Uh, very sensitive matter. Um, and don't want to minimize it at all. Um, but that being said, um, I certainly don't think that uh, I should be speaking on it or uh, I'm qualified to speak on it because I don't have any knowledge of the situation. So I think, you know, as a leader of this team, uh, standing before you guys, speaking on behalf of the team uh, and not necessarily on behalf of myself, I think that, you know, it's important that we try to focus on doing our job as professionals this week and uh, trying to go about uh, preparation and being ready to play a game on Sunday. Um, But certainly I'm sensitive to uh, this situation and, you know, what's, uh, I guess, what is um, out there. All right, so there's Matthew Slater. I, I mean... That quote just coming from anybody just is is ridic- is just a ridiculous quote, but it's got to be said. Ridiculous things now have to be said. Unnecessary questions now have to be answered. Where the Patriots are like, well, it's the Patriot way. Yeah, we take rape seriously, but uh, we also know we got a football game in a couple days. <laughs> like, well, uh, do you get what I'm saying? Like that just doesn't go in the same sentence. It shouldn't ever have to go in the same sentence. Certainly not for this team. And I think, you know, so I'm watching this and I'm watching it over and over again and I'm going, wow, I feel bad for Matthew Slater. He has to be put in positions to be asked. Like if you told Matthew Slater two weeks ago that he'd have to stand in front of his locker and answer questions about Antonio Brown his teammate, Antonio Brown, possibly raping some girl in 2017 and 2018. If you told me he had to answer those questions, he'd go, get out of here. No, I don't. Yeah, I won't have to answer those questions. Antonio Brown's not even going to be my teammate. <laughs> like, here he is, though. Like, they are, in fairness to him, they are trying to just get ready for a game against Miami. But that's the problem here. It's awfully tough to do now that you brought in a guy that's being accused of rape. And that's why you could ask the question, did the Patriots know about this? But not just Matthew Slater answering that question got me thinking, what are we doing here? What are the Patriots doing here? It's it's the question that came right after that. The question that came right after that. Think about how ridiculous this question is that's then asked Antonio Brown. And I, I get it. These questions are going to be asked. I'm not even coming down hot on the person that asked it. It's just the fact that these have to be even asked in the Patriots locker room right now is insane. Here's this question right after Matthew Slater just finished. Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? <laughs> like, Antonio, Matthew Slater probably doesn't even know Antonio Brown. Let me, one more time. Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? Man, this is where we're at. This is where we're at. How do you answer that if you're Matthew Slater? 
I don't even, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't even want to know because it's probably cringeworthy. He probably said the right thing based on the situation, but it's still, even the right thing that's being said is cringeworthy because this is all just so fucking awkward. And that's, this is the moment where I'm going, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? And maybe Antonio Brown didn't do any of this. It's possible. It's possible this is a money grab. But at the same time, it's possible that he did do it. How, uh, how do I know? You're going to feed me a video where he's laying in bed and his undies next to this girl? She was his personal trainer. I'm sure they had a lot of moments where he's laying around in his underwear near her. I have no idea if he forcefully bent her over his bed while she's saying no. I couldn't tell you if that happened. She says it happened. He says it didn't. He said, show, we see videos and text messages. He says they had a consensual relationship. I have no idea. It's he said, she said, there's videos, pictures, anonymous people on Twitter. We're never going to find out. What I do know is the Patriots now have this elephant in the room and this circus down at Gillette Stadium where they are really just trying to get ready for a game against Miami. But they have to answer questions about rape accusations about a guy, for a guy they don't even know. For a guy they don't even know. This question, one more time. Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? They barely even know this guy. Never mind, did he do it or not? <laughs> like, and here's the... I'm not laughing at the accusation. Again, we all take it seriously, right? If you don't, you're a psychopath. But, like, for the Patriots to have to answer these questions about a guy who they don't even know and whether or not he raped someone, they'll never know. Where they'll never know. You know, to have to answer these questions about this guy. The funniest part about the whole thing, not that it's funny, but the funny part is that they don't need him. They don't need Antonio Brown. The Patriots do not need Antonio Brown. He's a great football player, but the Patriots don't need him. Not only did we see that Sunday night, we just know that through history. Next man up. Oh, they traded Demarius Thomas to the Jets. You know what that tells me? Yeah, they had to make some roster moves to get Antonio Brown on the roster, but they could have done something else. They traded him. You need to look at the details of that trade. They traded him to a division team for a sixth-round pick in 2021. Not a sixth-round pick this year. A sixth-round pick in 2021, which they're probably going to trade that for a seventh-rounder in 2023. But the point is, they sent Demarius Thomas to the Jets. Is that a move that tells you the Patriots actually think Demarius Thomas is going to be a good football player this year? It's a move that tells me the Patriots think the complete opposite about Demarius Thomas. They they don't think he... They, they don't think he's going to be a good football player. So they sent him to the Jets. They, it doesn't matter where they sent him. They just got to get rid of him. Uh, yeah, we'll send him to the Jets. So don't tell me, well, they cut Demarius, they traded Demarius Thomas. They got to keep Antonio Brown now. No, they don't. 
For football reasons, no, they don't. They don't need Antonio Brown. So I'm watching Matthew Slay to answer these questions. I feel so bad for this dude. I feel so bad for the Patriots players that need an answer for this. This has been thrown at them. A guy they don't even know. A guy they don't even know if he's going to show up on time to meetings or practices. A guy that they don't even need. And they're trying to just focus on Miami. And yet it's awfully tough to do when you're being asked if you have a responsibility, a responsibility to defend a teammate. <laughs> let's ask, let's listen to this one more time just to get this ridiculous question through everybody's head. Do you have a responsibility to a teammate who's in distress? Do you have a responsibility to a teammate in distress? What are we doing here? What are we doing? What's happening? You know, do I feel bad if Antonio Brown is being wrongfully accused of this? Of course I do. Of course I do. Nobody wants to be wrongfully accused of anything, especially something this serious. Nobody does. Do I know that he's wrongfully accused? I don't know that. Do I know that it's a money grab? I don't know that. Is that what Rosenhaus and Brown is saying? And people on social media sending videos and text messages out? Antonio Brown's representatives are going to file a counter suit. They're pointing out it's only a civil suit. They're pointing out that this girl's getting married this weekend. What the fuck's going on? Is it a money grab? I don't know that. Is it possible that he did this? Of course it's possible that he did it. Will I feel bad if he didn't? Of course I'll feel bad if he didn't. But we'll never know if he did or he didn't. We'll never know. The Patriots will never know. Us, the fans, will never know. The only people that know are Antonio Brown and that girl, Brittany Taylor. Right? Those are the only people that know what happened. So he said, she said, you could, you know, what evidence is there going to be that this happened a year ago, two years ago? What evidence is there? Unless there's video of it happening or audio of them talking about how this happened. Or some type of, I don't know, a text message where he admits to it or she accuses him of it and and he acknowledges that it happened. Unless that hot evidence comes out, we're never going to know. I don't I don't know that there is that hot evidence. If there was, I think we would have seen it by now. I think we it would have been one of the first things we, we saw. Right? But the bottom line is this. What are we, the fact that we're even talking about this, the fact that Patriots players have to answer this, Stuff, answer these questions. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Is this circus worth it? From an organizational perspective. For an organization that does have a Patriot way. They might not call it that with those exact words, but they've given us the definition. It's real. And part of that is ignore the noise, do your job, play football. They got a football game Sunday in Miami. I I honestly don't know how you're only focusing on that at this point. I don't know how. Because you could have a potential rapist on your team. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that. But, like, that's the situation you're in, right? Nobody knows Antonio Brown. You know, they might talk. He might be talking to plays big. This girl's just trying to get money off me. And some might agree, but some might go, I don't know. Right? I mean, who knows? 
And if you're trying to take it seriously and be sensitive about it, how are you just going, eh, whatever, maybe he raped the girl, but hey, how about those dolphins? What do we got on them? Like, it's just an awkward thing. What are we doing? Do you need to do this? Do you need to have this guy on your team? Whether it's true or not. That's why I asked myself, did the Patriots know? I think that's, that's a very important question. That's also an answer we'll probably never have. I, I feel bad for Antonio Brown if he's being wrongly accused of this. Nobody wants to be wrongly accused of anything. Never mind something as serious as this. I feel bad for this girl if Antonio Brown actually did this to her. But as somebody that needs to give an opinion on a sports talk show about a football team based on something that we'll never know the truth on, the only question I then ask is, is this circus worth it for the football team? And if you're sitting there going, yeah, it's worth it, then I just, I just think you're being ridiculous because this, this is not worth it. They don't need Antonio Brown. They don't. They don't need Antonio Brown. And if the Patriots didn't know about these accusations, they should have no problem seeing what happened on Wednesday with their team, calling Rosenhaus and Antonio Brown in going, hey, listen, you guys didn't tell us this. Sounds like you knew about it. This is really, you know what? We we if if you didn't do it, we feel bad for you. But this is a this is things. The way things work around here is that we we ignore we try to ignore the noise. If it becomes too much in any situation, we cut ties with it. We cut ties with that noise to give us a better chance to ignore it. So we're gonna have to let you go. That's what I'd say. I would cut Antonio Brown if I were the Patriots if I didn't know about these accusations. I think if you did know about these accusations, I would hope you did some research on it. I would hope that you know more than us. But I think you'd be doing them wrong if you knew about it and then all of a sudden said, well, now it's a little too much. Well, you knew what you signed up for if you knew about it. I don't know if they knew about it. I have no idea. I, that's why I said at the beginning, I think the best thing for the Patriots in order to help them ignore the noise would be if the commissioner put Antonio Brown, if they put him on the exempt list while the NFL does its investigation. Will the NFL get its investigation right? Probably not. So I have no idea what will happen then. But this is just a situation that I... I cannot understand why the Patriots would want to deal with this if they were just blindsided by this accusation. If they were blindsided by it, I feel like the Patriots should have should not hesitate for one second to just cut ties with it. Just for the fact that the noise is too much to handle. And at the end of the day, on the football field, they don't even need him. Even after a Demarius Thomas trade, right? They don't need him. So, um, whatever happens next, I'll react to it, as I always do. The top stories in the world of sports here on Podcast One. 
But uh, it is time now for me to get into week two, to make my picks. Picks, picks for week two. But real quick, NFL week two, you got 16 games. A full slate begins with Carolina hosting Tampa Bay on Thursday night football. Tonight, Carolina, a seven-point favorite at home. Uh, Week two will end with the Jets hosting Cleveland on Monday night football. Cleveland, a a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. A road favorite on Monday night football. Uh, The Browns in New York against the Jets. In the Sunday night football game of the week, Atlanta hosting Philly. Philly, a one-point favorite on the road in Atlanta on Sunday night football here in New England. We look ahead to the bloodbath in Miami. Miami, the home of Super Bowl 54, by the way, on February 2nd. The Patriots right now an 18.5-point favorite. I think it began, they began as like a 17-point favorite. Then they ended up being a 19-point favorite. Now they're an 18.5-point favorite. Um, So the Patriots, Sunday at 1 o'clock, That will be in Miami. So that's a little rundown of week two. And now it's time for my picks. Hit the music. Picks, picks for week two presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for a free account right now using promo code podcast1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. Betonline.ag, the exclusive partner of Podcast One Sportsnet. I went three and two against the spread in week one, but let's be better than that, all right? Let's be better in week two. I'm taking four road teams, and again, this is against the spread. This is with the spread. This is not just money line. This is against the spread. So last week, I went three and two against the spread. Pick number one for week two. I'm taking Arizona, the Cardinals, over the Ravens in Baltimore. I'm not taking Arizona. I'm not telling you they'll win the game. But the Cardinals are a 13-point dog in Baltimore. I picked against Arizona last week. I took Detroit in Arizona. Detroit is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road in Arizona. And I lost that because that game ended as a tie. Arizona had a fourth-quarter comeback that was led by Kyla Murray. This looked like a game Detroit had no chance of losing And I guess you could consider it a loss if you're a Lions fan because you didn't win. Yeah, you tied. But if you're Arizona, you got to be feeling good about yourself. They're a 13-point dog on the road. It's going to be a hostile environment in Baltimore. The spread is so high, not just because it's a rookie quarterback in a hostile environment in Baltimore. It's high because Baltimore just, what did they put up, 60 points? 59 points, whatever they put up. They whooped Miami. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw five touchdown passes. That's right, threw five touchdown passes against the Dolphins in a big win over the Dolphins. So I think the 13 points and all these people putting heavy money on Baltimore, I think this is your classic week one overreaction, which means that I'm going to take that overreaction, I'm going to store it upstairs, and I'm going to go, wait a minute, Arizona looked really good late in that game against Detroit. What team is Arizona going to be in Baltimore? But more importantly, what team is Baltimore, really? What are the Ravens, really? Are the Ravens a team in which Lamar Jackson's going to come out and put up 60 points a game? No. Is he a quarterback that's going to come out and throw five touchdowns a game? No. That's not going to happen. I think they're probably feeling a little too good about themselves. And in reality, how much stock do you want to put into a week one win against the Dolphins? Come on now. 
A lot of people putting money on Baltimore. I'm not. I'm taking the points. Give me the Cardinals. Plus 13. They might not win the game, but they will cover. Even if it's with a backdoor cover, I'm taking the points. Give me Arizona. Plus 13 over the Ravens in Baltimore. Then pick number two. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. A four-point favorite. This is my only home team that I'm picking in week two. I'm taking Pittsburgh at home over Seattle. The Steelers are four-point favorite at home. They just got whooped by the Patriots. They only scored three points. Pittsburgh, yeah, they don't have Antonio Brown. Yeah, they don't have Le'Veon Bell. They do have Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody outside Juju Smith-Schuster looks terrible, but I do expect Pittsburgh to put some points up on the board in their own building, especially considering they didn't score a single touchdown in, in week one against the Patriots. They return home. They're better than they showed against the Patriots, and I think they'll show that against the Seattle team that just barely beat the Cincinnati Bengals in Seattle. Uh, I thought, and Seattle was like a 9-10 point favorite at home against Cincinnati. They only beat Cincinnati by what, one point? So Seattle, maybe they're not as good as I expected them to be. I'm not trying to overreact to week one, but let's face it, Seattle, anytime they're at home, that's a little extra. That's a little extra for them. Like that. That's that's why they were a nine-point favorite, right? I think the Seattle. If Seattle was in Cincinnati, if they were on the road in Week One, Seattle still would have been a favorite. But the fact that you play in in Seattle, that's an extra boost. Usually, when it's a you know two teams, it's close. You think it's going to be close. The team that's home, it's like a three, two, three-point difference for the home team, right? You give them two. You know, it's a two, three-point favorite. Well, not Seattle. Seattle, you get that extra boost. In Seattle, you're a nine-point favorite. Um, but you still only just barely got by the Bengals. Maybe I maybe I overrated Seattle. They're in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will win this game. I think they'll cover the four points. I expect the Steelers to look a whole lot better than they did against the Patriots. Give me Pittsburgh as a four-point favorite over the Seahawks in Pittsburgh. Pick number three. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite in Oakland over the Raiders. Uh, Kansas City went into Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars in Week 1, and they beat them pretty good. They beat them pretty good. They would have beat them even worse if Patrick Mahomes wasn't concerned about no-look passes. He would have hit Travis Kelsey in the end zone. Anyways, I'm not going to rant on that like some people have ranted on that. Kansas City, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against an Oakland team that's coming off a big win on Monday Night Football against Denver. But what's Denver going to be this year? Oakland was at home. They're running around the stadium. John Gruden's, you know, giving high fives to the whole stadium, to everybody in the front row like they just won something. They only won one game. Oakland's a very young team. Yeah, they're at home again, but Kansas City's going to come in with all that talent, and they are going to punch them right in the mouth. Kansas City's going to win this game. They'll win it by more than 7.5. I'm taking the Chiefs minus 7.5 on the road in Oakland over the Raiders. And then pick number four, I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with the Patriots. An 18.5-point favorite over the Dolphins. This game is in Miami. You want a little weather report? I, I got a weather report for you. The weather report in Miami on Sunday at 1 o'clock. 50% chance of rain with scattered thunderstorms and a high of 88 degrees. This one will be fine. It won't be too hot. You could talk about maybe humidity. I don't know. I just see 88. I see chance of scattered thunderstorms. I think to myself, oh, 
There's a thunderstorm coming, all right, and it's in the form of Tom Brady to Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman and maybe Antonio Brown. I have no idea if he's going to play or not. Usually, if you practice, you play. He's practicing. He'll play, I guess, unless, like I said earlier in the show, he'll be put on the commissioner's exempt list. That could very well happen before Sunday. So, either way, Patriots don't need him. I'm making this pick. Patriots minus 18 and a half, as if Antonio Brown's not playing. That's how I'm making this pick. Patriots will win by at least three touchdowns. And some people might be scared off of this one because they say, oh, the Patriots in Miami, you know, yeah, there's, some, there's been some bad games. There's been some tough losses. Even going back to last year, uh, I'm, I'm not buying it. Miami just made Lamar Jackson look like an NFL MVP, and I don't think Lamar Jackson is that. I think Lamar Jackson could be really good, but I don't think he's that good. If he's doing that, throwing five touchdowns against Miami in Miami, what's Tom Brady going to do? Might even be, might even throw eight touchdown passes. The Patriots are going to whoop the Dolphins. They're going to beat them by more than 18 and a half. Usually I stay away from a spread this high, and usually my advice to you is stay away from a spread this high. But I'm not staying away. It's too tempting. I can't ignore it. Patriots win by three touchdowns, and they cover the 18-and-a-half. I'm taking New England, minus 18-and-a-half, over the Dolphins in Miami. And then my lock of the week is on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns, a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road over the Jets at MetLife. Cleveland's on the road. Both the Browns and the Jets are coming off a loss. All right? They're both coming off a loss. The Jets, I don't know how they lost that game to the Bills. I have no idea how they did that, but they did. They found a way to lose. Um, The Browns, they are coming off a loss to Tennessee, and it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. But if they can fix some things up front with the offensive line in front of Baker Mayfield, I think they'll turn things around. A lot of the talk about Odell Beckham Jr.'s watch and what he's wearing on his wrist, whatever. I, should, I mean, unless that prevents him from catching passes, like if he's dropping passes because the watch is getting in the way, then I'll talk about the watch. Wear whatever you want. The Browns, I think what happened to them in week one, losing week one, after all that talking in the offseason, I think that was the best thing for them. I think getting punched in the mouth like that, getting embarrassed at home in front of their own crowd that has high expectations for them, looking like the Browns of old, I think that's the best thing to happen for this Cleveland team, and I think they respond against a Jets team that seemingly likes to find a way to lose. And I know it's at MetLife. I know the Browns are a favorite on the road, coming off a loss. They've been running their mouths, but I just think they're going to be ready to go after a tough week one loss. I'm taking Cleveland. This is my lock. They go into MetLife. They win the game, and they win by more than two and a half. This could be a potential blowout, by the way. I know the Jets' defense is good. It, I liked, I did like what I saw out of that Jets' defense against Buffalo. But I just think Cleveland's offense is a whole lot better than Buffalo's offense. And I think, again, if you could just protect Baker Mayfield on Monday night, I think that this could potentially be a blowout. Give me Cleveland minus two and a half over the Jets at MetLife on Monday night. So my picks for week two, Arizona plus 13, Pittsburgh minus four, Kansas City minus seven and a half, New England minus 18 and a half, and my lock of the week, Cleveland 
minus two and a half picks picks presented by betonline.ag sign up today for a free account using promo code podcast one to receive a 50% sign up bonus bet online the exclusive partner of podcast one sportsnet betonline.ag so those are my picks for week two I will close out the show by playing you my conversation with Adam Burns from Bet Online. Adam Burns is a sportsbook manager at Bet Online. We talked about the effect uh, that Antonio Brown and his status is having on the sportsbooks. We talked about uh, all these people putting big money on Baltimore. We even talked about, I, I had to ask him about pro wrestling. I had to, because I think there's a pay per view this. Is there a pay per view this weekend? Clash of Champions? In the WWE, you can bet wrestling at Bet Online. And since I just had a sportsbook manager from Bet Online on the phone, I had to ask him about gambling on pro wrestling, and he gave a pretty good answer to it. And uh, you'll be interested to hear what he has to say about that and some other stuff in the world of online gambling. So here's my conversation with Adam Burns from Bet Online. Enjoy that. And, uh, Enjoy the rest of your weekend because I won't be talking to you again until Monday. I'll react to everything that happened in week two in the NFL, and I'll react to any news that breaks on the Antonio Brown front. But again, enjoy your weekend, and right now, enjoy my conversation with Adam Burns from Bet Online. See ya. All right, joining me over the phone right now is Adam Burns, who is a sportsbook manager at BetOnline. Again, go to BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% welcome bonus. Uh, Adam, thanks for joining me today. How you doing? Not bad. Yourself? I'm doing good. Um, Here in New England, all our attention right now is on the Antonio Brown situation. And, uh, you know, he's practicing today with the Patriots as I'm recording this with you on this Wednesday, September 11th. And uh, he's practicing. It's a fluid situation. So things could change, you know, by the time we get to Sunday when the Patriots are in Miami against the Dolphins. But from a sportsbook perspective, how have these Antonio Brown rape accusations affected the sportsbook when it comes to the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, the fact is, First off, is that the Patriots, you know, they're still favorites to win the Super Bowl. They're at about four to one right now. And they're they're still 17 and a half point favorites this weekend. So I mean, it doesn't really affect much right now. But going forward, obviously it does a little bit. Um, you know, if he's gonna play or whatnot. Now we were just I was reading before, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about this where they may put him on the you know, the what's it called list where the, the exempt, he can't play. The, yeah, the, exempt com- list, the commission yeah. is exempt list. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, this guy's been a pain in my ass for um, the last couple of weeks, just with all the shenanigans he's pulling. So we're changing lines, putting up prop bets on, will he play? Will he be cut this year? Will he be on a team next year? Um, how many yards will he get this year? If he does play this week, how many yards will he get or catches or touchdowns this week so it's just it's kind of a pain in the ass and it's the same sort of thing as with like Andrew Luck you know kind of retiring in the middle of the night and you know when I'm trying to put my daughter to bed and then I gotta log in and redo everything and close all the props and our odds and change everything so when these sort of things happen I mean it's not fun for the bookmakers on my end but it definitely does affect the odds uh, uh, to an extent that we got to be on top of it or else uh, we can get picked off. Uh, Patriots right now 
a favorite to win the Super Bowl plus 400 at betonline.ag. Um, if Antonio Brown is put on that commission as exempt list, or if maybe the Patriots make a decision to just even cut ties with him, if, if Antonio Brown ends up, you know, no longer playing for the Patriots this season, how will that, how do you think that will affect? Will the Patriots still be a, a favorite to win the Super Bowl, you think? I think so, yes. Um, if you look at last week, I mean, they just destroyed the Steelers. Uh, you you all know Belichick, Brady. I mean, Belichick doesn't care. I mean, he'll, he, if he doesn't have Brown, he'll find someone else. He can find some guy up the street and make him into a superstar. So I don't think it will affect it much. And they're playing the Dolphins this week, right? So yeah, I don't think it's going to – it's really going to change this week. Now, going forward, if there's some injuries, you know, guys like Edelman or Gordon – if Edelman gets hurt or Gordon does something stupid and gets suspended, then it might make a little bit more of a difference. But I think right now Patriots are clear favorites and them and the chiefs. And, um, you know, we actually put up a prop today of, uh, which team will make the AFC title game, you know, new England, KC, neither or both. Um, so you can bet on all kinds of stuff on betonline.ag and, uh, but obviously, Antonio Brown is, is a massive story, and it's just uh, something that we got to handle and, and deal with on a daily basis. Uh, do you keep your eye on Gronk and his potential return? I mean, where are the sports books at with Gronk? I mean, do you have your eye on that? And, 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 and if so, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think now the chances of him, we had it up at uh, 10 to 1 for him to play this year for the Patriots. And then once we heard the Brown news, we went down to 5 to 1 just because. Uh, if Brown's not there, there is a chance he would come back. And that's something I think he would do. Um, you know, I know I was watching the game the other day and people were saying, oh, he looks, you know, he lost weight and he's not in shape and that. But I don't think that matters. He's the type of guy that give him two weeks. He'll put on 20 pounds, 30 pounds and do some push-ups and, and, and be ready to go. And I mean, he's the type of guy that's a, that's a game changer, whether he's in shape or not. In, in my opinion, anyways. So we do keep an eye on that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does He does play this year. So the odds with this Antonio Brown news, you're saying the odds got better for a Gronk return? Yeah, correct. Okay. Just because if, if, if Brown's not there, you know, they might be looking around. You know, they don't really have a, a solid receiving tight end. If Brown's not there, you got Gordon and Edelman. You know, okay, Dorsett played, played really well the other day. But you know, Belichick, I mean, some games... The, a guy can get 10 passes, then the next game get zero. So you never know. He plays the matchups. and um, But we always keep an eye on that sort of stuff. And we have all those sort of prop bets that you can bet on, and like will Gronk return and, and all that sort of stuff. Do you have any prop bets on on Antonio Brown and, and how many games he does play for the Patriots this year? <clears throat> we did, but we, we took them down um, yesterday once those rape charges came out. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, we had it at uh, nine and a half before we took it down. Okay. And then we had, will he be on the Patriots next year um, at two to one odds? Uh, so who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of right now actually just like waiting to see what the news is today. Um, if he's going to play this week, but who knows? I mean, he was supposed to play. For, he apologized to the Raiders and then the next day mm. got released. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a chaotic situation. And like I said, I love my job, but those things just piss me off just because I'm, I'm like, like I gotta get my daughter to school. Like I gotta 
put her to bed. I got to do this. I got to sure. clean my house, you know, and then I'm, 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 I'm constantly like running around doing all this stuff. So these guys don't make it easy on me, but I love the job and it's, it, it's a lot of fun. Well, uh, and speaking with Adam Burns, a sports book manager at bet online, uh, the Patriots are a 19 point favorite at betonline.ag right now as I'm looking as we speak. In Miami this weekend, the Dolphins just got absolutely whooped by the Ravens in week one. And, I mean, that game was over at the half. I think it was like 40, was it 42 to 10 at half or something? Either way, we know the Dolphins are no good. We know how good the Patriots are. But that minus 19, I mean, the Patriots were going to be minus 17, minus 19, even without Antonio Brown, right, in this game? Yeah, for sure. And uh, they were, they actually opened, we opened them right after uh, Monday morning early or late Sunday night, actually, at 15 and a half. And they just started getting pounded, went to 17 and a half. Now we're at 19. Um, I wouldn't, and I said this on a, another show the other day that I wouldn't be surprised it goes to 20. Mm. But it is a big spread. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those games where they, you know, it's, to win by 20 is so hard in, in any NFL game. You're going to have the exceptions and, and that sort of thing. But, um, we're still seeing money on the Patriots. There's no money for the Dolphins at all. No. Um, we even have, you know, will, will the Dolphins finish 0-16 props up? Uh, will they be the first-round draft pick uh, next year? So we have all kinds of stuff like that. We have the Will the Patriots be 16-0 uh, for the season at 10-1? to Will they finish 19-0 and win the Super Bowl at 25-1? to So there's all kinds of stuff you can bet on. And, um, you know, obviously the Patriots and Brown this week is sort of the big thing. Every other team seems to be getting lost in the mix. You know, obviously the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson had a massive game. They're 13 point favorites at, at Arizona. So that that's one too, that the line's probably a bit inflated. Hmm. Um, Arizona actually played better than, you know, what a rookie quarterback and stuff like that. So I think that one, maybe there's a little value there on Arizona. Yeah. But you got, you uh, have that many people betting on Baltimore just because of week one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, then the the line opened 11 and a half and it's already at 13. So it's a pretty big swing, um, you know, when you get to those kind of 13, 14 numbers. Um, so, yeah, but uh, right now I would say about 65% of the money is coming on Baltimore. So we, we've adjusted it a bit. Um, you know, the sharp betters aren't really touching it. Uh, but uh, the public guy is just looking and say, like, look at Baltimore, how they destroyed Miami and Arizona. And Miami basically both had the same win totals and same odds at the beginning of the season at five or five and a half for the whole season. So they're looking at that saying, well, Arizona's is that bad, um, probably like the Dolphins. But I don't know. I, I mean, they they played pretty well the other day. So um, I granted against a, a, a weaker team. But who knows? I mean, Baltimore, who knows? I mean, they they, they played a weak team. So see. This, this week will be very interesting for them, I, I would say. I tell you what, I'm interested in the 13 and taking Arizona because... Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you know, like, I, I don't tell people what to bet, but I, yeah. I bet personally as well. And, you know, I in my one of my pools, I got Arizona. I, I, I think that, that that's a high spread for them. Um, I mean, the only thing I would say... Baltimore. Yeah, they're in Baltimore. That's the only thing that might scare me off and, and at the last minute maybe take me away from that. But if so many people, you know, if they keep putting money on Baltimore... And maybe even that goes up for Arizona. I have to seriously consider that because, I mean, the way they played, the way Murray played at the end of that game against Detroit, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I actually bet Detroit minus two and a half in that game. I just thought Matt Patricia would be able to handle the rookie quarterback uh, in week one. And But at the end, I mean, you got to like what Murray did. You got to like what that Arizona team looked like to the point where, I mean, they at least could get maybe a backdoor cover 
in Baltimore. But, um, wow, I didn't know the spread was that high. I didn't know that many people were that high on Baltimore just because they beat the Dolphins. But we'll see what happens. Lot- I, I don't want to I, – I, you have one more thing to say on that? Well, I was going to say a lot of people have short-term memories when it comes to yeah. betting. And they'll just look at last week and say, oh, they smashed them. So, you know what, they're going to smash again. And, I mean, that's what – as the book, we like that because then <laughs> – you know, it's a long season, right? So you got to look at the big picture, and that's my advice to people: is don't look one week. It's week one. A lot of you know, new quarterbacks on teams, new players. It's it's an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you're gonna base your betting based on one game, then you you know you probably shouldn't be betting. But at the same time, just you know, uh, like I always said, bet bet with your head, not with your heart. Back to the Patriots, uh, a 19 point favorite. We expect this to be a high-scoring game, at least from the Patriots' perspective. Uh, uh, the over-under is 47.5. And, and, I mean, I-, I think throughout the season, the over-unders aren't going to be that crazy f- for the Patriots because their defense is so good, right? Like, yeah, the Patriots could put up 40 points, but their defense might only allow three points. So the over-unders aren't going to As much as we think the Patriots are going to be a high-scoring team, you expect these over-unders to be, you know, not too high, right? Yeah, correct. I mean, their their defense looked pretty good last week. I mean, I was pretty surprised. Um, but uh, that's, that's you know, it is a low total when you think of it. Mm-hmm. But will the Dolphins even be able to score on them? That's that's sort of why it's that's around that number, right? I mean, uh, you're looking at, if the spread's 19, you're looking at a blowout. So it could be, you know, 40 to 7, let's say, mm. and uh, type of thing. Um, but... Um, who knows? I mean, it, it is low. If, if anything, I think I would bet the over on that game. But, um, you know, the, the spread is a tough one. I, I, can, I can make a case for either or at 19 points. I think the Patriots will cover, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my money on it. All right. Uh, one more for you. We got Adam Burns on the line, a sportsbook manager at Bet Uh We obviously have the partnership with Podcast One, Podcast One Sportsnet, and the Sportsnet Challenge. But this is a question, since I have you on the line, Adam, I need to ask you because I'm so curious to know this. It's not football related. It's pro wrestling related. I'm a wrestling fan, and I always see, <laughs> I always see wrestling lines at Bet Online, And I'm just wondering how that's even po- – I'm curious to know how that's even possible given the fact that we know pro wrestling and the results of those matches are predetermined. How is this even possible that you would be able to bet on pro wrestling at Bet Online? Yeah, we put up all the pay-per-view events. Like, we have the Clash of Champions up right now. Um, and everyone asked me the same question. How can you put on, up odds on something that's predetermined? Um, just to go back a bit, same as when we did um, Game of Thrones odds during the, the whole the last season, the f- season finale, of who will die next and, you know, who will die first and all this sort mm. of stuff. Um, and there's two, two things that I always answer in that is, Obviously, you cannot bet like $10,000 on this. It's lower limits. Um, it's more for people to have fun with. And people love it. And especially the wrestling. When there's the big events like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, those sort of things, we, we do take quite a bit of money on it. And, uh, you know, I got a guy um, that follows wrestling very closely, and he, he kind of handles this. I used to follow wrestling pretty closely um, back in the day, but not in the new, the new area. I'm, I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting older now. Yeah, I was more in the Bret Hart, uh, mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels kind yeah. of days. I was actually at the, the, the Bret Hart screw job 
Oh, no kidding. Live there. Yeah. The Montreal, <laughs> Montreal. screw job. You were there for that. I was there. I wow. was there. So that sort of turned me off wrestling a bit, but, <laughs> but, uh, I was there. Yeah. And, um, no, it takes quite a bit of money and people like betting on this sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I do know a couple wrestlers, um, like, and Mick Foley and stuff like this. And, you know, and, and they've told me that even though it's predetermined, sometimes right up until you walk out to the ring, they might change the storyline, right? Mm, Based yeah. on what happened earlier and, and this sort of thing. Or even in the ring, sometimes the guy will say like, look, you know, he beat me today and then I'll, tomorrow on, on Raw or whatever, I'll beat you. And so there, it is predetermined and uh, we move, those lines will move a lot, obviously. And we'll move it on action pretty much. If there's a lot of money coming in on one side, you'll see that the odds move quite a bit. But it's more for people to have fun with and, mm. and people to get engaged and, and, and they love it. And we try to offer pretty much every, uh, every big event. Well, I didn't know if you guys just get crushed with that because you can. there are places you can go to find the results ahead of time, right? Or even like just common sense to people who watch it all the time. I think they can get a sense of where storylines are going. And I just always see it and I go... They must get crushed with this if people know what's going to happen. To be honest, we don't. We actually do pretty good on it. Um, wow. You know, because sometimes you'll get big odds on, on, on like, example right now. I'm um, just looking right now. Roman Reigns against Rowan. And he's Rowan's plus 350. And there, there's money coming in on him, even though Roman Reigns probably going to win. But they <laughs> like the big prices. They say, oh, maybe something will happen. They'll change the storyline. And... So people will, will take those those shots at those big big odds. What's the most I could put on it? If I wanted to pick Roman Reigns, what's the most I could put on that? Um, right now our limits are a hundred bucks. So oh, okay, you could you, you can put you know, but if you want to bet Roman Reigns, you got to bet six hundred to win a hundred because yeah. he's minus six hundred. Yeah. So, um, but normally what we'll do is for the bigger events like the WrestleManias, uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, the main ones, we'll we'll up the uh, the the um, the limits to about five hundred bucks. The smaller ones, we, we keep it around 100, 250. Um, like I said, because it's technically predetermined, you know, we're not going to offer $10,000 limits on this like we would for uh, an NFL game or something mm. like that. But, uh, you know, like we, you can bet on anything pretty much on our site, you know, Dancing with the Stars, Wrestling, uh, Game of Thrones when it was on, um, all that sort of stuff, and politics. We have all kinds of props up for the debate tomorrow or tonight. Or yeah, it's tomorrow I think. Um, so like, there's like 30 props you can bet on the debate. How many times will this person say this? Will Castro speak in Spanish? And you know all that sort of fun stuff. So and uh, it really people really really uh, appreciate it and and like betting on it. All right, is there anything else you want to get out there about Bet Online? Any special contests you got going on that you want to spread the word on right now while you got the form? No, just if you go to betonline.ag, I mean, we have tons of promos, uh, deposit bonuses. Like you said, if you use that that podcast one promo code, mm-hmm. you get 50% bonus. Uh, if you deposit in cryptocurrency, you get 100% bonus. Um, so we have all kinds of different things. If you kick, click on contests on the site, you'll see all kinds of different contests we have as well. And, uh, you know, a lot of people like that sort of thing. You know, we had a survivor pool and a mega contest type of thing going on before the season for NFL and there'll be some stuff coming up once college football hits the bowl season and all that uh, for contests I mean there's tons of things tons of options and uh, you know just take a look and check it out 
All right, Adam, uh, thanks a lot. Great stuff. And uh, who knows, maybe we get you on again at some point later on in the NFL season uh, to get an update on what it's looking like with the Pats at Bet Online. But uh, thanks for joining me and uh, enjoy your weekend. <laughs>